Hello? So Ryan and Kelly are gone. They're, they're on vacation. And, I, and I, realized, I realized this morning that this is the third time change Sunday that I've spoken. So I am starting to see a pattern here. And, but it is good to be able to, to speak today. It's good to be able to minister the word of the Lord to you. And I'm really excited to do that. Uh, we are starting a series this week called Hearing God. And uh, I'm really excited at what the Lord's laid on my heart, and I really believe it's going to help you um, hear the Lord and hear Him better and better and better. And uh, this is a two-week series. It was almost a three-week series. Uh, Ryan made mention of this last week in this service, but last Saturday night, it was about 8.30 in the evening, and I was getting ready uh, to get in the hot tub with Heather, and I get this text, and it says... Jay, I am my, there's mechanical issues with my plane. I don't think I'm going to make it back. I think you're going to be preaching tomorrow, and this is not a joke. <laughs> and that, that's what I was like, oh, man. So uh, I, uh, I uh, changed my plans and my clothes and, uh, and, and, and opened my computer and got in my home office, and, and it was like this. I was like, okay, God, I'm going to start this series on hearing you and I need to hear you right now because I need a sermon, so go. <laughs> right? Have you ever been like that with God? You find yourselves in these times of crises. You find yourself in these times of needing to make decisions or needing to know his will. And it's like, okay, speak now, God. And then it's like silence, right? You don't, you don't hear anything. Because ultimately what God wants is not for us to seek him to hear his will and these moments of crisis or these, these oh, i got to have you right now. Not that he won't speak in those, time, in those times, but what he really wants, what he's really after, is this ongoing relationship with him. This ongoing conversation with him where we're walking with him. We're in fellowship with him. It's what I even talked about in that prayer. We're abiding with him. Uh, we're living with him. And it's out of this type of relationship that we can really develop ears to hear what it is that the Lord is saying to us. And, and I noticed to, to some, this may seem unrealistic, this may seem unachievable, but I, I just want to encourage you this morning that, that it is, it can happen, that you can hear from the Lord, that you can have confidence that you've heard from the Lord, and that he will speak to you. We, uh, we believe that God still speaks today. Ultimately, he speaks through his word, and we're going to talk a lot about that. This is the number one way to hear the Lord, but he also uh, speaks to our hearts. He also um, reveals aspects of his word to us, and, and, and he makes things come alive, and he gives us direction, and he speaks to us, and he whispers to us, and he gives us nudges. Um, and he'll give us things to share with other people as we listen to him, and he'll give, other, he'll give other people ways and words of encouragement to us if we have ears to hear. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. And, 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 so, the, and so I just want to begin by just saying that that this week is going to be super just foundational, like just really foundational of this is, uh, if you would, the theory uh, behind really hearing God and, 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 and really being in a position to hear him and being in a relationship to hear him. And then next week, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of the practical aspects of hearing God and, and what that looks like. So this morning, I, what I want to talk about is, is the first point is that hearing God is like a sheep following a shepherd. Hearing God is like a sheep following a shepherd. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27. 
He said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And so we're going to look at this relationship this morning of a shepherd and his sheep and, and what, this, what this looks like. So let's go to John 10. If you have your Bibles with you, open to John 10. Or if you have a Bible app, open it to John 10. And I think you'll just find it real helpful to be able to follow these verses with me. We'll have them on the screen um, as well. So we're going to start at verse 1 in chapter 10. And so he's talking to the Pharisees here, the, the religious leader. Uh, and he had just healed a blind man, and he's trying to explain what he's doing. He's trying to, to show them uh, the kingdom. And so he begins to talk to them. He gives, begins to give them a picture of what his relationship is like with his, with, with his disciples, with his sheep. And so he says this. He says, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and is a robber. Verse 2, But the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. I'm going to stop here for a minute. I just want to explain this a little bit better and just kind of talk to you about it, that the sheep listen to his voice. And so picture here in your mind um, what this would look like. Uh, think of a, of a corral um, that w- would be made of like stone. That would probably about oh be about this this high maybe just you know high enough where sheep aren't going to be able to uh, to jump out of it and and it says here that it, that you the the true shepherd comes in through the front gate so anybody trying to come in on the over you know climb over the fence or come in that way he, he's not a true shepherd he's a robber or he's a thief and so and so it would be high enough that it would just kind of provide some of that so of that security but imagine this and so the shepherd who is the gate keeper as well, and we'll read that later in this passage, would, would be at that front of that gate, and he would be the checkpoint of who can come in and who can come out. And if anybody were to try to come any other way, right, it would be pretty obvious they're, 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 uh, they're sheep rustlers, right? Like they're rustlers. Yeah, that's what they're called, sheep rustlers. They're, uh, they're going to they're gonna come and they're going to try to steal the sheep, and they're a thief and they're a robber. And, 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 and so he, they would bring him in at night. They would bring him in at this stone corral. And, and don't think of like uh, something that's huge, that's like acres and acres big. This would probably be something a little bit smaller, maybe something with dozens and dozens of sheep, not hundreds and hundreds of sheep. But, but it would be, be something like that. And so it says here that the sheep listen to his voice and that he calls them by name. Uh, I've read lots of articles of being a pastor. You know, one of the, actually, one of the most common phrases in the New Testament, you don't really find the word pastor a lot. You find the word shepherd. Uh, that's the Greek word that's really used is shepherd. And so I've, 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 I've just kind of studied this over and over for years and years of just the relationship between sheep and, and, and shepherd. And one of the things I've I just learned over time is that not because I have a lot of experience with, with like real sheep, I don't. But I know because I've read that shepherds will name each of their sheep because there's a personal relationship with them. Like, like um, if you have a dog, right, you, would, you name your dog, right, because you have a relationship with your dog, right? So if you have three dogs, you're going to have a different name for each dog, aren't you? If you, had a, if you had 12 dogs, right, I hope you don't, but if you have 12 dogs, like you would have a different name for each dog. Or if you had 12 horses, you're probably going to have a different name for each horse. And so it was with the sheep that each sheep had their own had their own name. And, 
and the sheep would know their name. You can, you can Google YouTube videos and watch shepherds and sheep, and, and they'll, call a she, they'll call a sheep by his name, and the sheep will come to him. And, and the shepherd knows the sheep's name, and the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. And, and I just want to encourage you this morning that the shepherd, the good shepherd, the great shepherd, he knows your name. Like he knows you. He knows the, the, the numbers of hairs that are on your head, the Bible tells us. Like he knows you intimately. Uh, Psalm 139 says that you are fearfully and you're wonderfully made. And I think that we can sometimes think that we're not that important. We're not that significant that, you know, God has a lot on his plate. This is a big universe. There's a lot going on. And and what is going on in my life really doesn't matter that much to him. And, and I'll just kind of figure this, this out on my own. Or like God's like this great um, timekeeper and life is like a watch that is, you know, it's been, it's been wound up and then he just kind of lets it go. And I'm telling you, that is a faulty view. And if you have that type of view of God, then you're really going to have trouble hearing his voice. Because you're not going to really believe and understand that he knows you. And, and he knows your name. And he has fearfully and wonderfully made you. And he has created you for purpose. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 said that you are, he has made works for you to do. And he has made you for good works. And there's just a beautiful a partnership that comes with that. And so the Lord has, has called you by name. And the sheep listen to his voice. The sheep know his voice. And he leads them out. He, he, he doesn't drive them, right? Cattle, you drive cattle, don't you? But you lead sheep. And so the idea would be that in the morning, uh, the shepherd would come to this, this corral. He would come in, and he would start calling sheep by their name. And I don't know, I don't know any sheep names, right? Like, I don't know. Salt, pepper, sugar, fluffy, uh, hobo. Like, I don't know. What do you, I don't know what you'd name sheep. But he'd call out these different sheep's name, and they would they'd perk up, and he would say, come on, let's go. We're going to the field. And he would start walking out, and the sheep would know his voice, and they would follow him. Now, there would be multiple um, flocks, if you will. There would be multiple groups in this pen, and, and they wouldn't follow any shepherd out because they would, what they would do, the community would bring their, their, um, their sheep in at night and put them in here so the you know, shepherds could take turns sheeping, uh, she- sleeping and... <laughs> takes her and sleeping. And they would come in and they would call their sheep and their sheep would follow them. And they're like, all right, let's go. And they'd take off and, and their sheep would follow them. So are you getting that picture in your mind? That's, that's what we're talking about here. He's saying that's what the relationship is like between, my, Jesus is saying, between myself and my followers, my disciples, my, my kids, my, my, uh, my sheep. And so we just have this, this beautiful picture here. And it's out of this relationship that we're truly able to hear the voice of the Lord. This isn't like a, a slot machine, right? Where you, okay, okay, God, and you're just seeing if everything lines up, right? It's not like getting the Bible, right? And like, okay, here's a word for me today, right? Now, I mean, that might happen one out of a hundred. I'm not saying God can't speak to you that way, but I'm saying on a day-to-day basis, it's by walking in relationship with him, step by step of listening to his voice. And it continues here. It says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. 
Uh, we follow because we know his voice. You know, I read, a, I read an account of these shepherds that, that brought their flocks together, and they, they, like, they wore the same clothes all the time, and so they wanted to try an experiment. I mean, they must have been really bored, but they tried this experiment where they, they exchanged clothes with each other to see if they could trick their sheep into following the wrong shepherd. And, and, but as soon as they started talking, as soon as they started talking, the sheep knew who their shepherd was, and they would follow that that shepherd, regardless of, where, of, of what he was wearing. And it's the same with us. We follow the Lord because we know his voice. So look at the relationship here. Hearing the Lord and obeying him go hand in hand. As he says with the sheep, the sheep hear his voice and then they follow him. Hearing the Lord and obeying him go hand in hand. Like they go together. You really can't separate hearing the Lord from following him, from obeying him. They, they go together. And what you'll discover in your life, what I've discovered in my life, is that the, the, the begin to be slow in obedience, begin to be slow in following the voice of the Lord in my life, then it, be, I, it becomes harder and harder to hear him. And so I had, to, I had to make a decision a few years ago that, you know what? If I think I'm hearing the Lord, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to believe that I'm hearing him. I'm just going to trust that I'm hearing him. And if I mess up, I will. He's, he's big enough to help me in that. Now, I'm going to give you some real practical things that are really going to help you. I mean, I know what you'd like, right? You'd like a grid, right? And you'd like a three or four point grid where you could say, okay, let me, talk, let me check this box, this box, and this box. Okay, I've heard from the Lord. Great. Now I can move on with my life. But that's not, it's just not that simple. It's just not how that works because it all is out of relationship. We follow him because we know his voice. We, we respond in this obedience of walking with him. We know his voice because we know him. You, you, follow me? you know the voice of your spouse. You know the voice of a parent. You know the voice of a child, one of your kids, right? You know their voice because you know them. And so it is with the Lord. We know, we know his voice because we know him. And so, and so I love this. It's, it's, uh, and, and I think we grow in it. it it's, it's really not something when you're born again, you're saved, you, you, you do become uh, his, his lamb, so to speak, at that. You know, you're in the flock, you belong to him. And ultimately, I mean, this is what this passage is about. Is, it's about responding to him and be, him being our great shepherd, Absolutely. But just as a, imagine a lamb, and the shepherd's holding this lamb, and as this, as this lamb gets older and older and older, as he begins to respond to the voice of his shepherd over and over and over, isn't it just logical that this lamb who's now become a sheep will, will know the voice of his shepherd even more and will respond to that even more? I mean, isn't that just logical? And as this sheep has lambs, that it will teach its lambs to follow the voice of the shepherd. And so it is with us that as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, as we mature in our relationship with the Lord, our ears grow sharper uh, because we know him better. And, and if, you're, if you're like, oh, I'm not there yet, it's okay. Like none of us are there yet. We are all growing in our ability to hear him and, and our ability to follow him. And then those that are coming after us, those that we're discipling, those that we're pouring our life into, we're teaching them to hear the voice of the Lord just as we are learning to hear the voice of the Lord. You know, 
this promise that he's given us, that he is our shepherd and we are his sheep and that we know his voice and that we will follow him. He doesn't say you will know my voice. He says we do know his voice and that's a promise. And so for me, that is so reassuring because I can stand on the promise that I know the voice of God, that you know the voice of God. And can I just say at the same time that's reassuring, it's also somewhat intimidating because there's times I don't feel like I'm hearing God. There's times I, I wonder if I'm hearing God. There's times where I'm, I'm confused in that or I'm just trying to discern that. And so it's, it's like, well, God, am I not? What's wrong? If I'm not hearing you, what's wrong with me? Right? Anybody ever felt like that? I have. And, and that's why what we're going to study here is going to be so helpful because it's going to help us in this and, and, to, and to walk through this. As we grow in hearing the voice of the Lord, it's one of the essentials in really following him and really knowing him and really growing in our relationship with him. It's, it's, it's such an essential. In fact, we are going to be, uh, if this is like, if this subject is what I'm talking about, if this is something that really, you're like, man, I really, I really want to grow in this area and, and some of these just essentials in my faith. And uh, I want to let you know about a new class that we're starting. We're going to be starting it actually two weeks from today. Uh, it's going to be in first service. It's going to be in the conference room. Diane Coffey is going to be teaching, and it's going to be called The Essentials. And so what this class is going to be about is some of the essentials of our faith. So if you're new to the Lord, you're new to the things of God, and, and you're hearing stuff like, like hearing God, like we can hear God, if this is like a new concept to you or foreign to you, I would just say, jump in this Essentials class. We're going to have, we have children's ministry for it. You will need to register. The registration will be available online this week. You'll be getting an email about it. It's, going to, it's either a six- or eight-week course. I don't remember which. But it's really going to cover the essentials. So if you need help and some of the essentials of our faith and some of the foundational things, I just want to encourage you to just jump in and, and be, a part, be a part of that class. So here we have this promise that we have this good shepherd, and he's teaching us his voice. And I want to talk about that for just a few minutes. The good shepherd is teaching us his voice. We're growing in that. We're learning his voice. See, what I think we would like, and, and I've been guilty of this in my life as well, I think what we'd like is a GPS system, right? A, a heavenly, like a godly GPS system that, that like it is on our phones, that it, it says, in a half a mile, make a left-hand turn. And then in five miles, make a right-hand turn. Your destination is on the left. Here's what it looks like, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't, that, be, wouldn't that be nice if, if the will of God was laid out like that? And when we talk about hearing God, we, 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 I, I include the will of God and his will for our life because the two go hand in hand. Because as we hear him, it's, it's, he's always, it's always, there's always this obedience that follows it. There's always, he doesn't just talk to us for knowledge, right? He shares with us. He, he speaks to us even through his word for us to do something, right? James says, don't just be hearers of the word but doers of the word, that there's action that follows hearing from the Lord. And so what we want is we want this map, right? We just, God, if you just drop a map, wouldn't that be great? And what he wants is a relationship. What he wants is a relationship. What we want is a map. Yeah, I'm going to, this, this wasn't in my notes, but I'm going I'm to share this story with you. So I, I, I'm convinced that sometimes when we're earlier in our walk with the Lord, or sometimes it's just major, major things that that sometimes the Lord will speak to us in more, um, in I would say abnormal ways, maybe more grand ways of like, 
oh my gosh, God, this is you, and, and, and this is obvious. I think most of the time, it's these little nudges, it's these little words, it's these little encouragements, it's these little things that go along. But when I was a, when I was a senior in high school, I was trying to determine where I was going to go to college. And so I had three or four places picked, and I was, I was looking at, at different schools I could go to, and I was at youth camp. And, and we were at camp, and, and we were having a time of prayer, and so we were praying over our state, the state of Oklahoma. We're praying over our state. And so I don't, there was, I don't know, there's two or 300 of us kids there. It was a big group. And, and we're, we're going to have this time of prayer. We're praying over our state. Yeah, yeah let's pray over Oklahoma because, I mean, Oklahoma needs prayer, right? I thought I'd get more of a response than that. So we're going to pray over Oklahoma. So the leader cut the state of Oklahoma up into 300 pieces. And puts, it, puts them in these jars or like offering baskets, passes them around. And you're going to get a piece of the state of Oklahoma, and I want you to pray over this piece. And so, you know, we do that, and I'm, I'm God, show me where to go. Lord, please show me where you want me to go to college. And a couple of schools I was looking at was in Oklahoma, and I had no idea this was going to happen. But the piece of paper that I drew out of that basket was the exact physical location of one of the colleges that I was looking at going to. Like, it was on the corner of I-44 and 119th in Moore, Oklahoma. Like, it was right there. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I wish I would have saved that piece of paper. I should have framed it and put it on the wall because it was so obvious that God was speaking to me. Can I just say, I wish it was like that every time. I wish every time I had to make it. I wish it would just, like, you could draw it. But that's, that's abnormal. That's not normal. What's normal is, is this relationship of just a little by little, a little here, a little there, and just hearing his voice and being responding in obedience. And as we respond in obedience, we hear his voice again and again and again. The good shepherd, he walks in front of us and he leads us. He doesn't drive us like cattle, but he leads us. And it's out of this relationship with him that, we f- that as we follow him that we hear his voice and, and that he leads us. You know, there's a lot of other voices. As this, as this passage says, his sheep know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. I mean, you know, there's a lot of other voices in our world around us right now. The, the voices of culture, uh, the voices of entertainment, uh, the voices of media, the voices of busyness. The, the, there's all this kind of things that are going on in our life that just call out. And, 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 and our, if our heart is focused on the Lord, if we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're preparing our heart to hear him, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but we'll be able to hear his voice more clearly and more authentically. And those other voices, I, I think of that song, it says, and the, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. That as we, as we focus in on hearing him through his word, through being in environments like this. You know, Psalm, Psalm 1 says to be planted by the river. Uh, I mean, you know, if you want different fruit in your life, a different environment will produce a different fruit. And as you're around people who love the Lord, as you're around people who are hearing God, as you're in church, if you're, you're around people that love him, it creates an atmosphere for us to be able to hear him better. Uh, as we are spending time in, his, in this word, it allows us to hear, see, this is his general will. This is, this is what he intends. And, 
and, and I, please don't, I don't mean this harshly at all, so please hear my heart in this. But if we don't care enough to hear this word that he has for us, generally speaking, I think we're kind of joking ourselves that we, that we really want to hear specifically what he has to say to us if we're not willing to at least be in this word that we know is his sure word of prophecy that he's giving us. Does that make sense? And so as we're in this word, then his, his other, word, other things he would share would, would come along. And it helps. One of the things this helps do in my life is it helps weed out the distractions of other things and other voices. Because if anything is contrary to what it says in Scripture, then it's just not true. And if it's not in here, it's either not true or it's not even needed, right? And so it's, it's, it's what's based in here. I read, a, I read a story in World War I where there was these uh, soldiers in Palestine that came and they stole sheep from a corral like that, like from shepherds. They, they came and they stole these sheep. And as they were leading the sheep off, the shepherds, all they did was they called their sheep and the sheep fled. They ran from the soldiers and, and ran back to the shepherds. And, and I think about that. We'll read later in this passage how there's thieves and there's robbers and there's the wolf. And I'm telling you, there is just, there's evil forces in this world. Like we're seeing it like all over the news, right? And I'm telling you, we have a shepherd who will lead us, who will guide us, who will bring us, bring us into the place that he has for us. I think one of the reasons that we don't always hear the voice of the Lord in our life, that we don't always discern his voice, is because we're not sure what his voice sounds like. We're not sure what we're listening for. Like we misunderstand the tone. Um, So a sheep knows the voice of his shepherd. Like he knows his voice. He hears his voice. He's attuned to it. He knows the sound of it. And it's my heart that we will know the sound of what our shepherd sounds like. And you're like, well, what, do you, what do you mean by that? I mean, maybe, maybe an, you have an improper image of God. And if you have an improper image of God, how, he, how you will think he sounds will be different than how he really sounds. Let me illustrate it this way. Some of us may think that the voice of God sounds like a dad who comes home from work and the mom, you know, the kids have been in trouble. And the mom's like, you just wait till your dad gets home, right? You're going to get it when your dad gets home. And so dad comes home and what happens, right? The kids get it, right? And then, you know, go to your room. You know, you haven't been, go to your room. And I think that's sometimes how we can, we think God may be speaking to us. Of Go to your room and that harshness that, and I'm telling you, that is not the voice of our shepherd. He has a he has a he has a, a gentle voice. Uh, so I want to share something that happened with you with you guys this week. So on on Thursday, I come into the office and I go into our conference room because I'm going to be working in there. And on our whiteboard is the notes from the night before from our Walk to Freedom course. Now most of our classes were canceled this last Wednesday because of spring break, but. Andrea Freeman, who teaches our Walk to Freedom course, she came to me. She's like, Jay, she's like, I know it's spring break, but we have so much to cover. We don't, we don't want to take a break. Can we please still meet? Of course I didn't say no to that, right? No, you can't, st- you can't study the Word of God. Of course I said yes. So, so they met on Wednesday night, and so I walk in, and, and on, on the whiteboard in our conference room, it's still in there right now, is, 
It says how to hear the voice of God. And I know what I'm preaching on. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm high-fiving nobody because nobody's in the office. But I'm just, I'm just excited. And I loved what Andrea wrote on here. This is her curriculum. Uh, she's the one that wrote this, and I love it. I hope she teaches this class again. If she does, please take it. And I, so I stole her notes right here. So I'm going to read to you what was on. Thanks, Andrea. I didn't ask her at all. But but. I want to read to you what she has written on the whiteboard in there, and it's so amazing. She has two columns. One column is God's voice, and the other she has on there Satan, and I, I think that's true. But I'm also going to put on there other shepherds' voice because in this passage it talks about other shepherds, other things that would speak into our life. So how do we know? Are we hearing God or are we hearing other things? So here, here's how we know. God's voice is calm. The other voices are stress. God's voice is gentle. Other voices are harsh. God's voice brings comfort. Other voices bring worry. Are you beginning to hear the tone of the Lord in this? God's voice leads. Satan or other voices push. God's voice forgives. Other voices accuse. God's voice enlightens other voices confusion god's voice encourages other voices discourages god's voice gives other voices steal god's voice convicts other voices condemns just in that list can't you begin to hear the tone of our shepherd's voice. That's the voice we're listening. We're listening to a voice that's calm, that's gentle, that confront, that comforts, that leads, that forgives, that enlightens, that encourages, that gives, and that convicts. I love this so much. Well, he's, he's talking to the disciples here. As he begins to talk to them, he, they're not getting it. And so he goes, he uses, he uses figure of speech. They're not getting it. They're not getting what he's telling them. And so he goes deeper. He, he continues, and, and their hearts weren't right, and so that's part of what he was confronting. But I, as I read this, I took comfort in this because I don't always get it. And I love the fact that the Lord was willing to go even further in explaining what he's doing here, and he does it often in his parables. And my heart is, Lord, I identify with that because so often I don't get it either. And so he, he tells them again. He goes even deeper in the illustration. He goes, very, tell, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. He's the one who is the gate. And in that, in that image of that shepherd in front of the gate to let in the sheep, let them in and out, he is that gate. Verse 8, and all who have come before me are thieves and robbers. He's talking about false prophets, false messiahs, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate, and whoever enters through me will be saved. And let me just say that, that Jesus is the way of salvation. If you've not put your faith and trust in him, today can be that day for you that you can say yes to him. You can put your faith in him. You can put your trust in him. You can say, Jesus, I need a savior. I need a great shepherd. I need you to forgive me. I want to be in your family. I want to be in your flock. And all we have to do is ask and, and receive him. And he says, I am the gate, verse 9, whoever enters through me will be saved. They come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, and I have come 
that they may have life and have it to the full. So for us to really hear the voice of God and to be able to be tuned in for his voice, we really need to be convinced that he is our good shepherd. And I think we would all have mental assent to that. I think we could all say, you know, in our, in our minds that, that okay, I know, I, I know he's a good shepherd, but I'm talking about knowing it like deep in our heart. I'm talking about knowing that he is good down to our bones. Because if we don't truly believe that he is good, that he is trustworthy, that he will lead us in abundant paths, that he's come to give us life and he's come to give life to the fullest, then when we begin to hear his whispers and we begin to hear his voice, we begin to hear his instructions, we won't be willing to follow because we won't trust that where he's leading us is actually really, really good. We'll think, see, sometimes, okay, let me back up just a little bit. I think it really helps us to, if, we want, if we want to hear the voice of the Lord to already make a decision that I'm going to obey him. Okay, Lord, whatever it is you say, I'm going to obey. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to obey you. If you will have that self, your, your, yourself in that position, it makes it easier to respond to him. It makes it easier to follow him. Because what doesn't work well is when we ask the Lord to, to speak to us, and then we're like, okay, well, you know, let me think about it and see if I really want to do that or not. That is not a formula for hearing God. Really wanting to know the will of God in our life is, God, whatever your will is, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. I surrender my will to your will. Whatever it is that you want to see happen in me and through me, that's what I want to see happen. And so I surrender, as we talked about earlier, to you. And I surrender to your ways that I will, that I will hear you, that we are convinced that he's a good shepherd, that he will lead us in paths of righteousness for his namesake, right? Like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He, guide me, he guides me in paths of righteousness. Some translations, he leads me in the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear evil because your rod and your staff, they comfort me, right? Our cup runs over. We'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever, right? So, so what I'm saying is imagine on this, imagine a shepherd, right, leading his sheep, down trails and down ways. And, and I bet the sheep would sometimes think, you know, this grass here is just fine. That This is good enough. And the shepherd's like, no, follow me, come with me, because I know where even better pastures are. I know where even more abundance is. And, and so as we follow God's voice, as we lean into it, as we respond to it, we have the promise here that it's a full life, that it's an abundant life. That doesn't mean it's an easy life. It doesn't mean it's trouble-free, but it means he's there with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. That, that he, when, we are, when we're navigating the valley of shadow of death or these very difficult paths and ways in life that he's there to meet us and to lead us and to guide us, that he wants to do good. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to bless you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and to give you a future. See, that's the voice of the Lord. That's what he's saying is I have good intended for you. And if we can become convinced of that, then we're going to be quicker to respond to his voice because we're going to know that he has good for us and all these other shepherds, all these other voices that are trying to distract for us and take advantage of us, that we say, no, I'm, I, I'm listening to my shepherd and I'm following him in his way. 
Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But Jesus is saying, I'm not like that. My rod and my staff, they bring comfort. You know what the rod was for? The rod was for the wolf. Because when the wolf come, the shepherd would take the rod out and he'd beat the wolf. And that's what Jesus does for us in our life. He is there for us. He goes, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And he says this, he says, just as my father knows me, I know the father and I lay my life down for my sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. Just as, just as I have a relationship with my father, just as I know him, so it is with me and my sheep. You know, Jesus would say this. He said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. He said, my father says that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from his mouth. That, that Jesus was so in tune with his father that it was out of that relationship that it was what he said and what he did. And so he's saying, he's modeling that for us. He's saying, just like it is with me and my father, that's how it is with me and you, that we're in such relationship that that you're going to hear me say things, you're going to see me do things, and you're going to respond, and you're going to do those things because we are his hands, we are his feet, we are his voice in this world. And so he wants to lead us in relationship just like that. Those of you that are running the screens, um, we're gonna, I'm calling audible here, and we're moving to point three. As I just wrap this up, we'll, we'll, we'll do point two another time. But point three... Hearing God is like a key that unlocks a door. Hearing God is like a key that unlocks a door. And Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Matthew 16, 19. You're like, that's, a, that's an odd verse, right? Well, it, it is a little bit of an odd verse. Um, he, he says, you know, whatever... He, he's teaching him, them here the, the principles of the kingdom. And he's saying you, there's things that you can restrict on earth and there's things that you can let loose. There's, you have spiritual authority is what he's saying. So how do you have the spiritual authority? And I'm going to just condense a lot of stuff. He was talking to Peter here. But the way you have spiritual authority is by your identity in him, of who you are, that you belong to him. And that we have authority in our life because of who we belong to, because we are his sheep and he is our shepherd. We are sons and daughters of the Most High King. And because we walk in that authority, we can see things done on this earth. And so track with me here. How are things done on this earth? Things are done on this earth by agreeing with heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so it's knowing what the word of the Lord is in a situation is what gives us authority. Okay? It gives us authority. And so just like a key, I don't have a set of keys on me. They're on my desk. But what do keys, what do keys do? Keys show authority. It shows that you have responsibility. It shows you have authority, but also gives you access and there are things in life that are locked up to us unless we have keys, literally and even spiritually. And hearing God gives us keys 
that gives us access to things. And when I mean things, I'm not just talking about things, things. Very much more broader than even spiritual things that we wouldn't have otherwise. That when I know what the Lord is saying about a situation, then I can, I can understand. Let me just illustrate this just real quickly and just... Just, just two ways. One's a real silly illustration, okay? So I know I'm talking about hearing God. I want to hear God. I want to hear him better. And so I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, I'm walking through Sam's just thinking, just talking to God, just thinking about these things. And I've had this, I've had this trouble with, a, uh, with my insurance company, right? They don't want to pay for a prescription that the doctor says that I need because I'm sure the insurance company knows better than my doctor does about what medicine that I need to take, right? I mean, that makes sense. But they won't give me the medicine, right? They, he should try something else. And I go to him, and he says, well, no, you, you got it. And so just in this big fight and a battle, and you've been there. You know what I'm talking about. And so I'm just walking in Sam's, and I have the thought, oh, I should see if they can do my prescription here. And so I go and check, and normally the prescription is like, it's going to be like $150, right? It's 15 at Sam's, right? It didn't take a rocket scientist to say, when they say, would you like to change your medicine to here? You're like, yes, and right now, please, right? But I had just been asking, Lord, I want to hear your voice more clearly. Now, at that point, I have, I, got, I, like I have a decision to make, right? Is my decision, my decision is, oh, that was just I had a good thought. Or is it, you know what, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe that you are speaking to me. That you, were, you gave me that thought. And it was just a prompting. And I could have just disregarded it. I could have just walked on. And, you know, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Like, we could have figured it another way. But it was, just, it was just a quick lesson to me of just hearing God's voice in the moment. And it unlocked something. It did something that I just wouldn't have had access to otherwise. I want to tell you one other illustration before I finish here this morning. But when... So about five years ago, Heather was diagnosed with cancer, and we're so thankful that she's cancer-free and just grateful for what God has done in her life. But, but I remember um, when they discovered the mass and they, they were they're going to do surgery, and we were in 21 days of prayer at the church I pastored just like we do here. And it was super early one morning. We were praying. I had early morning prayer at the church, and I, was over, I remember the seat I was in at the church. I was just praying. I was just just, just praying about it, and I don't even know if I was saying words, but I was praying. You know what I mean? I just, I was just talking to God about it, and and a verse dropped in my heart, and the verse was out of the passage where where Lazarus dies, and when I thought of that, I was like, oh no, you know. But he dies, but then Jesus says, this won't, the sickness won't be unto death, and that's like the pat, that's the word that dropped into my heart. And it was able to be dropped in my heart because I've spent time in his word. And so when that dropped in, it was like, you know when God, God can say so much to you with so few words, right? You know what I'm talking about? And so that was the passage that dropped in my, just dropped in my heart and my mind. And, and, and I just understood what it meant in a moment. In a moment, I understood what it meant that, that this was going to be a rough journey. It was going to be hard like it was for Lazarus. But ultimately, this wasn't going to end up in Heather dying. And at that moment, God gave me a key because he spoke to me that unlocked faith for that situation that I wouldn't have had otherwise, right? And I needed that. I needed that word to hold on to. And so how do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, 
right? And so as we hear the Lord, he gives us his key. And so it was like this key was opened up into my life that I was able to access faith and trust because of the word that he gave me that I wouldn't have been able to in my own natural ability. Does that make sense? And so that's what I'm talking, that's, that's our shepherd wanting to lead us. He's wanting to guide us. And he's a good shepherd and we can trust him that he has our best interest in mind. And so as we, as we wrap up this morning, worship team, if, if you guys want to come up, it'd be great. I'm going to pray in just a moment. And as I pray, would you just position your heart as a place to hear God? Would you just, and I don't mean to, I'm not trying to be weird, but just imagine yourself as like that sheep, just coming to the shepherd, just being with him and just trusting him. Will you ask him to teach you his voice? The Bible says, ask anything in my name and I'll do it. I promise you, you hearing the voice of the Lord is according to his will. And so I want to pray for you this morning.